Lindemann spins the corner in front of the Donny. It's Lindemann just in front from the Philly Zoo. Gotcha, gentlemen. Roy Mester, Brightside cruising up on the inside. Coming down the outside is Nugget with a great run. Zoo gotcha in front from Nugget the outside. And Mr. Brightside is really starting to lengthen now. Mr. Brightside moved up to join Nugget. Then came Osipenko, Mustang Valley, and my Obron bursting through. Mr. Brightside in front from my Obron. Mr. Brightside lifting and goes back to back. Mr. Brightside held on from my Obron to win the Doncaster again. Nuggets finished in third. Then Osipenko, Mustang Valley, hope in your heart. Further back to Communist, who gotcha. Fangirl was some headway late from Gentleman Roy going global. Protagonist, Lindemann, Bandersnatch, Alligator Blood, Lions Roar, Golden Mile, Cepheus and Converge. Mr. Brightside, he was the $6 favourite. Zach Purton in the saddle for the training partnership of Ben and J.D. Hayes. Our first guest is J.D. Hayes this morning. J.D., good morning. Congratulations. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You know, the Doncaster has been run since 1866. It is a time-honoured race. It's a royal a royal race, and only 10 horses have won it twice, and yours is one of them. So I think might have been you or Ben said yesterday, to win one is, is great in itself, but to win two is... It's unbelievable. Yeah, it puts him in um, rare company, and we've always he's a horse that Ben and I and the team at Lindsay Park won't forget anytime soon. He's um, a horse called Better Loose Up arrived in my father's first year of training, and mm. I think um, lightning strike twice with, with Mr. Brightside here. He's just an absolute gem, and the way that he fought back when that horse came up and in, inside, he just showed the qualities of the champion, and he just um, he knows how to get past that post first, which is uh, when you train a horse, he doesn't have those qualities. I was interested in Zach's comments post-race. He said um, he felt Mr. Brightside was labouring in the ground a bit, but, but he's just so honest his class got him through. Did you feel the same way? And what were your confidence levels heading into the race as the track got wetter and wetter? I was um, particularly nervous in the morning because I just felt like it could happen. Like um, I thought he was going to get a beautiful run in the race. He just needed a little bit of luck at the 400. And when he popped out at the top of the straight... I think I nearly fainted because I thought, oh, <laughs> there's no excuse here. He's had ev- absolutely everything go his way. And he showed such a quick turn of foot. He, Zach said that he almost got there too soon because he went, he just ex- exploded. And then I do feel like he's a better horse on top of the ground. But he's just, um, like Zach said, his class got him through the heavy. And he's um, it's just a pleasure to train. He can go through all sorts of surfaces. Pretty frightening, that comment that he's better, or you think he's more effective on a dry track because actually seven of his wins have been on, on, on heavy and soft tracks. Just for our listeners this morning, we've probably discussed this before, but it's worth discussing again. Just take us back to the start of this story, how it all began that you came to get this horse, Mr Brightside. Um, uh, an agent called Wayne Orman, um, he actually put him to two other trainers by the time, and they said no because... Um, just one reason or another and he got to dad and dad wasn't really concentrating and just said yes and um we went 50 50 and sold him down and the rest is history he came over to lindsay park and he came at a time that we really needed him in our time in the company um in the transition for ben and i uh taking over the reins and he um he came over and it was a little bit of a a funny horse. He got a little bit quirky, and Ross, the regular rider who strapped him yesterday, has done a phenomenal job with him. He's just um, worked with him every day, kept him in a routine, and now you can fire a shotgun off his back. He's that quiet. So mm. he's a horse that's really improved in our environment, and he went and put six wins together and came fourth in the Cantalo in his first prep here in Australia. And um, yeah, he's just he's always raised the bar every time we're throwing something at him. He's a, he's a phenomenal animal. 
Speaking of raising the bar, is he likely to back up in the Queen Elizabeth? Uh, it's a chance. It's a chance. Um, but he was all out. He had to really dig deep on a heavy track. And um, the last thing you want to do is be too greedy with a horse that owes you nothing. So if he's looking for the paddock, he'll tell us in the next 48 hours because he, he know I'm back to front, inside out. If he's looking for the paddock, he'll get the paddock. Yeah, OK. And um, longer term, regardless of that, I'm, I'm assuming the Cox Plate will be on the radar and uh, potentially Hong Kong in December as well? Yeah, there's a big circle around the Cox Plate and also Hong Kong. So with that in mind, it might be timely to go to the paddock now because he's got a big, uh, big six months ahead of him if it all goes to plan. You know, in racing, we, we uh, revere sprinters and, and we're, we're in awe of stays. I reckon sometimes the milers are the, are the forgotten, forgotten category and... This horse would have to be now considered clearly one of the best milers in the modern era. He's won 11 races, and it's worth pointing out, eight of those races are over a mile. Yeah, absolutely, and um, he's got about eight million next to his name as well, so he's, uh, he's in, I think he's actually quite, going to be quite good over 2,000 as well, but I haven't put a line through that, but like you said, he, he is an outstanding miler, and that he certainly is. The training partnership with your brother. Brothers can uh, be best mates, but they can also blue. Take us inside that. Do you have, do you have your, your, your moments? Do you have a, a sharp word once or twice a week? Who wins the arguments? Uh, how does it all work? Oh, it's quite funny. You lose a professional touch when you're argue, arguing with family. <laughs> if you explain it there and you're direct to the point and you call each other some names that you shouldn't say. Um, but, look, it's, um, no, we, we're very much a, a team approach. Ben and I are just the, the window of, what is the big machine at Lindsay Park and there's a lot of people like I don't want to name them because everyone's got their role and plays them within the company as Ben and I do so um, it's not just Ben and I making the decisions there's a whole team around us and that sort of diffuses the uh, family feud which is good but if we are ever in a gridlock uh, we do throw to the boss in Hong Kong and um, he he acts as uh, the judge jury and executioner <laughs> so you have to sort of plead your case there and um, have your ducks in a row because he will not be shy to tell you that, that it's a stupid idea if you do put one forward. I want to explore that, that line about the, the 2,000 metres because he's had, I think, um, two or three goes and he hasn't uh, finished in the top three. Craig Williams knows the horse inside out and unfortunately he's on the injured list. What has he said to you about Mr Brightside at 2,000 metres? He said the whole way through this prep he feels like a 2,000 metre horse. Yeah. Um, but the times that he has gone to 2,000, the ball sort of hasn't bounced his way as such. Like, we've been a little bit further back than we've wanted. He mm. closed off well. Um, um, so we haven't put a line through it yet. And I feel like he's a different horse to last spring. Like, he's improved this time in. He's got much more weight under his belt. Um, and he might just be of coming of age. He's a, a bit of a late mature. I was a late mature myself. <laughs> So um, I think I wouldn't put the 2,000 metres past him as he gets older. And, and you, you make a good point, you know, because those two runs over 2,000 metres, you're spot on. He was not really in his comfort zone. He was back in the second half of the field. And one of those runs, he was in the Cox Plate, he was he was nearly out the back. So we normally see him take a, you know, a fourth, fifth position. So, yeah, probably not run to suit him. And in both races, he was only beaten around between two and three lengths. Absolutely. So it doesn't look flash on the scorecard, but I'd, I'd like to make the decision once he has, gets one out, one back every chance, like yesterday in the Doncaster. He gets a run like that in 2000 mm. and doesn't hit the line. I think that'll be enough for me, but being able to make a few cases for him as to why it didn't quite go to plan over 2000. So um, until he gets a beautiful run in the race over 2000, won't rule it out. 
Uh, the Sydney Carnival continues obviously next week, but uh, a lot of our listeners are in Queensland. Do you have anything, any big guns for the for the Queensland Winter Carnival, a Stradbroke horse or, or, um, or, or you know, a good two-year-old or anything you can... Keep your um... eyes peeled for Gentleman Roy. He's going to be coming up to get a tan, so um, <laughs> he's going to be targeting a Stradbroke, and I think he profiles beautifully for a race like that. Yeah, certainly does. Hey, what about, did someone tap you on the shoulder at the presentation to tell you that he had a shock won the Gold Mile 15 minutes after Mr Brightside won? I uh, no, I got the final hundred metres and I saw him in front and I yahooed at home. It was a bloody good um, fifteen minutes for the family and and the company and everyone involved. So it, um, when it rains, it pours. It's it's a very good industry to be in when you're winning. Yeah, they look a really good bunch of owners. Congratulations, mate! A wonderful day and and it's it's not over yet because he's he's only what uh, rising six and he's lightly raced, but. Uh, he established himself as uh, one for the ages yesterday, winning two Doncasters. They can never take that away from you. Thanks for being with us. No, thank you for having me.